Hello, everybody. This is Noah, and welcome to Change Talk, a podcast where I have conversations with people who are thinking about change and are open to talking about it. In this week's episode, I speak with Adrian Leckie. Adrian is an educator, success coach, and community leader. Through his role as a student life coordinator, Adrian creates mentorship transition, and academic support to assist undergraduate students in their higher education journey. Adrian is also a host of a weekly web series called Seeking Success, a success coach for young professionals and community leader in the group The Lion Circle. He has a passion for supporting people, diving into the creative arts, and anything superhero related. As you can see from that intro, Adrian is very busy but he came on to Change Talk to discuss how we can let go of that conversational reflex of saying, I'm busy, when someone asks, how are you? I'm sure many of us do this. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. And may Adrian's Change Talk, in some small way, inspire your own. Please note that this podcast is not therapy. Seek professional help if needed. Hey, Adrian, how are you? I like it. (laughs) I like it. So you can't see Adrian, but Adrian's got a big, big smile. I appreciate it. The funny thing about that is like, I recently got my braces off like about a month ago. Oh my gosh. And yeah, I have told myself I'm going to be vain and just keep smiling. And right now I'm just looking at myself while I'm talking (laughs) with you. But also my supervisor, because I, I do some like cosplay here and there, and I have like a Miles Morales like um, Spider-Man suit. So today in our meeting, he was like, oh, it's Miles Morales. And I was like, yup, that's my nickname now, because I just can't stop smiling. So I wouldn't know. You, you, sound, you look like you have been in the smile um, business for a long time. Yo, with the brace, I was told myself that I paid enough for braces. I'm going to keep smiling and you're going to yeah. see and notice them. So yeah, I, I got the practice is what it is. Amazing. So okay. I'm, I'm always smiling. I'm always okay. smiling. Right, <laughs> Come right, on. Right. You're always smiling. Thanks so much for coming on. And it's a pleasure to meet you here. My on- pleasure. Thank you for bringing me on. So first of all, how are you doing? How's life in, in this time for you? I'm doing well. I feel like I'm about like a 7.2 out of 10. I guess the, the, the down part of it is just like when it comes to working with students and being able to know like where they're at right now and being able to support them uh, with the change of times. Um, that's also something that I'm just constantly aware of and actively working towards. And personally, just dealing with the complete change of having to like stay at home constantly like I'm a social butterfly so it's yeah. a weird change of dynamic for me to have to stay at home more often so yeah still you're working on that so you're very extroverted and you like to spread your wings and see people and exactly exactly so how do you spend how do you spending your time right now what, what's what's meaningful what's a day in the life for you Mm, great question. So 
Uh, for work, my career, I am a student life coordinator at the University of Toronto. So I create programs, events, and initiatives for undergraduate students to support them in their undergraduate careers. So that is my nine to five, I'm going to say in quotes, because nowadays it sort of bleeds in as nine to nine sometimes. Right. But outside of that, um, I do some volunteer work. I, do, I volunteer at a Black men's leadership group called the Lion Circle, um, looking into developing the men, the, the group itself, and also the community. Uh, so that's something I dive into every week. And also on the side, I'm working on doing a small like life coaching business as well. So some different elements here and there. And when I'm not doing that, trying to take care of myself, whether it be through working out, I'm a bit of a gamer at heart. So doing a bit of that, bit of a geek. So the anime is there too. But being able to do that and also tap in with my friends as well. Yeah, like in this beginning part of the interview, I tried to ask as broad as possible. And then... I just sort of choose what's interesting for me selfishly in some way, but I don't want to necessarily do that all the time. But you talked about a lot of things. You're involved in community in, men, in many ways. You're involved in the student community at U of T. You're involved in the black community in Toronto for men in particular. You have a side hustle going. So you're doing a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, is there something particular that you want to share about the work that you do? So even, for example, with, at U of T as a student life coordinator, what, is that, what does that mean? Yeah, so within my work as a student life coordinator, it's really focused on understanding what the needs are of the students I work with. And that goes from years one to four. So right now, contextually, with how things are with COVID, it's a matter of adapting program to support students uh, granted these times and making sure they know that they are connected and that they're supported. And a lot of that is also a huge change in the way I have to sort of view what student engagement is and what it means. And it's not as simple as having an event that we used to have in person and then just making it online. There are other components when it comes to the online facilitation itself to consider. Yeah. So a lot of my role nowadays is also like relearning what I came in with and being able to ensure that I am understanding what students' needs are right now. There's a lot of conversations on isolation and a lot of conversations on um, disconnectedness with students. So being able to ensure that we're aware of how to support, support students best and ensuring that they know that they're connected has been a really important conversation. Yeah. So... Right. And, uh, you know, it's a new, it's a new opportunity. It's a new year. It's a, it's different than last year in terms of what, how you're going to engage the students. And I just hope it works out. Um, I hope that you, that you guys put together, together your brain power and, and, and figure out a ways to get support. And most importantly to in some small way, reduce the isolation um, and increase the sense of community, which is so important to you. And I wanted to talk to you about the volunteering. Uh, just in general, two things that are speaking to me is one, volunteering itself and how that impacts you. And two, the, vol the type of volunteering that you're involved in. Do you want us to tell us a little bit about what volunteering with the organization that you're working with is like? How do you spend your time? Yeah, of course. So I guess like stepping back a bit to give context to why volunteering means a lot to me. Like I lived in, I've been Toronto born and raised, lived in Scarborough and there was a community center I always went to called the Crestown Community Center, practically raised me with kind of like their programming there. 
And the one thing that really resonated with me was like, there are these folks who are just offering their off time and free time to engage with kids and engage with youth. And I thought that was just so, I didn't understand it as a kid, but yeah. as I started volunteering there, I made amazing connections with, uh, with the, I volunteered at a day camp there. So I made amazing connections with the counselors there, amazing connections with the kids there and was able to see them grow up. And that whole experience sort of rooted who I am to this day. I pin Crescent Town Community Center to who I am right now. And they've opened up so many different opportunities. Like the fact that I was this very outgoing person who loved drama, they were like, wow, Adrian, you need to come and um, facilitate a drama program. I was like, sure, like who am I? But like a 16 year old kid, but I made it work. And the opportunities that came out of me just being myself, but also offering my time led to so much growth and development. Right. So fast forwarding to the Lion Circle, which is where I volunteer with now, within the organization, two things happen. One is we have a space where other Black men come in to just talk about the experience of like being Black and also when it comes to masculinity and sort of juggling those identities and what those intersections look like when it comes to our relationships, when it comes to health and wellness, when it comes to leadership within our own lives, when it comes to financial wellness. So the cool part about it is that everyone who's in the space has an opportunity to sort of share their own expertise and way of living. And it acts as a group of support, able to uh, connect with one another. If someone's going through a hard time, we're able to talk about it, but also just like knowledge exchanging as well. It's a cool education space. Wow. In addition to that, there's also a community engagement piece as well. So we've done, we recently did a food drive, a Thanksgiving food drive, and we're looking to do something for the holidays as well. We facilitated a conversation during COVID, uh, talking about what COVID, what work in the era of COVID is like. And so the cool part about it is that it, we look into what conversations are useful for Black men in the community to dive into and in creating those spaces to talk about it. So I, I'm so struck by, and this is based on my work with so many people in therapy of just how many people aren't involved in community life. It's like, I, I keep in, it's part of my assessment. I, I look into and I ask questions about people's involvement in the world outside of them, around them with other people. Um, and it's just, it's, it's difficult sometimes to process how disconnected people are from that communal civic kind of organized world. And I'm struck by how much, inv how involved you are and how at a young age that impacted you so much. And now today you're involved on so many levels. It's bringing you so much meaning and purpose and connection. So it's just something to, to keep in mind for people is, is how can you get involved in community? Uh, it's a really important thing to think about. I, I want to ask you about with the lion circle, mm -hmm. how the morale has been given the last five, six months with the increase of discussion about systemic racism, about, about all of the issues that are going on in the United States, about the polarization. How, how have you, as a, on a personal level, as a Black man, experienced this time? And what about the people overall in the community that you're living in? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I'll go self to group to community. Um, yeah. So personally, I think the thing that hit me hardest was around the time of like George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery. But when those two happened, um, 
I really, and it, it was that paired with what was happening and being isolated and alone that it just, it hit me, it hit me different. Like, it's not to say that I've become desensitized to everything else that was happening, but there was something about those cases. There's something about the fact that I was able to go on my phone and see their deaths happen. It got me very emotional and I felt like I needed a space to talk about it, but I was also aware that on social media, you have people talking about the, the systemic things that are involved. And I felt like I didn't really have the, the, the terminology to sort of support what was being said, but I just had my feelings. Right. So at that point, I reached out to two good friends of mine um, who are Black men. That's Jesse and uh, my boys, Jesse and Kano. And both of them were just able to just understand me and get where I was coming from. And I was able to find a space where I was just able to unload what I was saying or feeling emotionally without being judged for it or having a fear of having to say the wrong thing, which I think in itself is such a problem, wanting to be aware as to how I'm processing my feelings, you know? Yeah. And so it took me a good few weeks to feel, I don't know if normal is a word, but be able to feel like I had my emotions like regulated in some shape, way, shape or form. And I guess the next step from there in like, comes conversations in the lion circle we take made space to go through that as well we made space to see where all the other men were at and came to like how they processed and everyone was processing different some folks felt rage the fact that this was still going on other folks felt like there was like felt hopeful and the possibility and the the outrage and the the, the movements have been established post all these things from happening and their folks and the cool thing about it is that there's a huge range of ages like Maybe I'm about like maybe one of the youngest folks and then range from folks who are maybe like 60 who are within the space. So that sort of generation of knowledge and experiences get weaved in there as well for a really full conversation and discussion. But I think all in all, folks are still feeling very tired, very tired that this is still going on. Just really tired of the fact that I don't want to get too political, but like the fact that there is like a president there right now who is neglecting, like when it comes to like racial experiences for people within America. And I'm, it's, it's one part very, I'm very hopeful based off the conversations that are happening, but also it's very frustrating that so many lives had to go in order for things to mm reach the point that they are right now and i think the community is starting to feel that way as well and the one thing i was really conscious of is that folks saying that we don't want this to be a movement that just lasts about two three weeks and then we're on to the next thing being able to have continued conversations and discussions about how black lives are being affected within even canada and ensuring that you know folks know that there is so racism whether it be systemic or not that still exists right and so i'm very I'm very hopeful and I remain hopeful that like things are going to get better and think there there's hope. Yeah. Um, but there's hope. And that's that's the most important thing. You know, I, I have a lot of reactions. I have, you know, and I'm not trying to make this about me. I really I really am not. Um but the reason why I asked you is cuz I I like you said at the beginning I was struck. You said I have all these feelings that are happening but I don't know how to think about them 
on a systematic level. And you mentioned like, you know, whether it's a systemic issue or whether there's an issue, but it's not systemic, how I'm supposed to think, how I'm supposed to think about my feelings. So, because we're all in, you're an individual. And so I shouldn't expect to know just because you're a black man, I shouldn't expect to know how you are experiencing or reacting to this situation. And especially in today's day and age, we sort of just assume that we know people based on how they appear. And that's why I wanted to ask straight up how you experienced it on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I appreciate this, the space to be able to both revisit and like process right now. because I think it's still something that I'm still working on educating myself with. Hey, you know, and also I think when it comes to the systemic stuff that folks bring up, when it comes to like abortion police and things like that, like all things I'm still learning about as well. Yeah. So I think there's a huge need and I think it's great that the conversations are happening as well and that the resources are present for folks to dive into, but you're right. Ensuring that you there's space for folks to say where they're at individually and not making those assumptions yeah um, and even creating the space for folks to just have the conversations is just really important yeah like you know i'm as a jew experience sort of this weird the we, it's very weird because um for many thousands of years especially you know in nazi germany as an example being white as a jew you weren't white enough we were murdered for that and so it's just it's really weird for me uh to grapple with identity in response to what is happening now where i both identify i know that i can pass as white and especially when i'm not visibly jewish when i'm not wearing my strings and i'm not wearing my kippah uh visibly so i'm wearing a hat so i go from sort of the 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 most you know the high up of the you know the hierarchy of the the white male to to being a minority a jew and uh, and my experience of going back and forth in between that has been really strange um, in this day and age. And so historically, the black community and the Jewish community were very and hopefully continue to be very aligned in our fight for being anti-racist, anti-anti-Semitism. I mean, really, really hoping to to bring about sort of the, the, the vision of of what society can be when when we are embodying and embracing our humanity as as a collective in in our own individual ways that we that we live and that we our identities match and mingle with each other i don't really know if i had a point a point to that particularly but just to sort of i'm i acknowledge that you know all i could do is try to is ask the question how you doing yeah and i think we chose a great day to to talk about this too with it being an election day today yeah but no, I think that you, you raised some really interesting points. One being that being able to understand like folks who are in like different like racial communities as well or in different like identities and how like oppression has affected them in their histories. And I think there's a great opportunity for folks to connect in some of like the historic pieces and how oppression um, has both affected the past but also continues to affect these communities to this day mm. um, while also being able to make space to say okay like what's your narrative like what's how's the way that you've experienced this as well and right. what's the difference between like how i've experienced it etc so i think you have like a great approach when it comes to being able to make the space to be able to just be curious and learn i'm also being kind of i'm asking questions because you mentioned like not 
want to worry, wanting to worry too much. Am I saying the wrong thing? Am I not? Mm -hmm. So I may ask questions that you might be like, well, that was a bad question or that was, a, you know, a, an insensitive thing to say. And I'll be like, I'm sorry. You know, I want to have an uncomfortable, I want to have uncomfortable conversations. And I try to, you know, I do that um, in various ways to, to, to further the conversation. I just, one, one thing struck me and I wanted to ask you about it because you're very hopeful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, part of the, the you know, I, I, the Jewish people have, have a history of, you know, being scapegoated and being oppressed and, uh, and it's been sort of ongoing, but we've never given up hope. And so embedded in our narrative is that we, we may have experienced injustice, but we're going to get right back up and rebuild our life. Uh, Jews are, you know, across the spectrum of ethnicities, races, uh, you know, and part of the narrative that binds us together is hope. And I'm wondering, I, I'm really wondering, you mentioned having this hope and how do you balance the fact that things like George Floyd can happen in 2020 and which is, you know, the, the scum of the, the scum of the scum um, of what barbarism and, and racism can lead to. And at the same time, acknowledge and notice, whoa, like, where are we today? How did we get here? How was there just a black president? And I'm wondering how you balance that. Wow. That's, that's a phenomenal question. Um, I think for me, like one of the biggest things I remember is growing up, the, I guess like my idea, I was still trying to figure out like what it meant to be black. And I think that's why being in these spaces to sort of dive into it with other people is like very fascinating to me, let alone like processing like masculinity. I think when I, one of my first instances to really like process it was the reactions when Obama was running for president and like that whole, his whole like campaign focus was the idea of hope. Yeah. And I remember like really sitting down and kissing the conversations about like how important this moment would be and was, and thinking that based off of the history of like black people, like, folks would have never like I know like my grandparents my mom was like I would have never thought this would happen and one of the most powerful things that was like so relatable to me was there's this app I don't know if you know this the sitcom blackish have you heard of I've it? heard of it I see it in my head okay so there was a really powerful episode where the family was talking and it just revolves around like the experience of like a black family yeah um and they were talking about when Obama was like elected as president and what that symbol meant for the black community when it came to hope. And I remember the, the main character, Dre, talking about the experience of him in the inauguration, like walking over to the stage and saying his speech. And the one thing I remember seeing, I remember feeling was the sense of excitement, but also anxiety of the, what if someone like takes this away? What if someone were to do something to the president on his way over there because of how oh gosh. split racially like America was. And he said it so eloquently, and I encourage anyone who's interested to look this up on YouTube, that it was like, it just spoke to how I was processing it because there was just so much hope on this person's shoulders. And so all this to say that I think when seeing something like that happen was something I was like, wow, I think that there's steps being made forward on, on this end, but also being able to take the space to look back 
into civil rights, looking back into folks who took a stand to make things happen and made that happen. But I think another important aspect of hope is being able to take the action necessary to make those small steps to get there. And knowing like what my role is when it comes to the spaces I occupy to have these conversations with people, having these uncomfortable conversations, which I'm still working on as well, yeah. um, to be able to at least try to spark change or spark insight to someone who I'm talking to. So there's, there's that piece there. And I think another end is like, honestly, without hope, I don't want to be in a space where I'm like, overly pessimistic as to how things could be like I want to be hopeful that you know fingers crossed I have kids like being able to know that I'm passing them off into a world where I know that either things are better or they're going to be equipped to make things better but being able to have even like being working communities and working with young people as well there's an importance of being able to foster that hope and the idea that you can make a change people have yeah. done it before and it is possible so you hold yeah. both of those together you hold you know the pain and difficulty of both historically the struggle to to lead to someone like barack obama being elected to the president of the united states and also knowing that there's more to go and that there's a way to be hopeful and also want to make the change there's a way to create a narrative that isn't doomsday, but in, incorporates the fact that there is doomsness, whatever to it, but that mm -hmm. there's this progression and hopefully it's going to get better. Exactly. And, and that's, uh, I just, I'm, I'm struck by just your, I'm st just struck by your hopefulness in general and uh, your involvement in, 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 in so many different areas of trying to make things better for people, whether that identity is related to student identity masculine identity black identity you are a voice of of of, of hope hopefully and uh and optimism um, i really appreciate that thank you thank you yeah thank you for sharing uh some of your thoughts and and uh really just value having conversations and and in, in, in a way that people um you know we may not say things the right way we, we're not as a group we should always try if we can to look to interpret what people say and, and how they ask and what their intentions are to, for the best. Um, and be, be, be brave enough to say, hey, I didn't like what you said there. Um, that, I didn't appreciate that. Here's why. Um, but also just being able to ask questions, have conversations. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful that, uh, that you know, the podcast, at the beginning at least, is the opportunity for me to do that. Um, and uh, thank you. So let's, uh, let's get into change talk. Adrian, we had some back and forth in the pregame about where we were going to go, and I'm 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 intrigued where you've chosen. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, like I'm really interested in diving into like my relationship with time, in particular. Like I, I find like a reoccurring thing, as I mentioned, like there are so many different cogs going on. And I'm always finding, like, I'm telling people, hey, you know what, I'm busy. Like, how are you doing, Adrian? Like, you know, I'm busy. I'm doing this, that, or the other. And I feel like I caught myself one day. I'm like, wow. Like, I feel like I've just become so accustomed to being busy and branding myself as busy. And I feel like there's this, like, a, there's an opportunity of growth there for me to change that, whether that be changing, like, my relationship with 
both like with the association of what it means to be busy and what like what it means for, for in that end because yeah. being busy also feels like it has like a negative connotation to it as well um but also being able to live and be like you know what like i have like great things going on and like i have a lot of opportun- opportunity opportunity opportunities <laughs> to have great conversations but it's the fact i keep saying i'm busy that yes it's frustrating. You're busy and, and that is the most, I think that is the most common response to anybody's anything. Mm-hmm. Good, busy. Good, I'm busy. I'm doing great. I'm busy. Um, you know, I, it's, a, it's one of those weird conversations we have and I wonder why we do it. Why do we do it? Why do you do it? But before yeah. we get into that, I can't, I can't, we're too, moving too fast. So, so, but this is the kind of thing, you have this relationship with time where it's not, you know, there's a big meta issue of relationship with time, but then there's this weird thing that you talk about when you have conversations, which is just, I'm busy. That's kind of this response. Um, after you say that, like, work me through it. So I say to you, hey, Adrian, how are you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm good. Seven out, of some, seven out of 10, but, you know, but I busy, am but really busy. Yeah. Yeah, busy. And what does that do to the rest of the conversation? Because I know what I say. I, cause yeah. when someone says that to me, I say, what does that mean? Um, mm-hmm. but no, I don't, I don't know that if people do that because then they might just, do they say back I'm busy too? You, I, it's a weird dynamic. I think I want, <laughs> and it becomes a bit of a competition to see who's busier. <laughs> How busy are you? Are you, are you, are you working at 1030? You know? Yeah. And you know what? I think depending on who you ask as well, I think that, like for me, like as soon as you have that, kind of, I'm busy. Like it's impromptu. You're like, okay, how, how are you busy? And I'm like, okay, I'm talking about work and I'm talking about all these other things, but nothing meaningful comes out of it. Because I think so much what you've mentioned, I love deep conversations, but I could see there's someone like a barrier that comes up when it comes to being busy where it's like, oh, there are other things I could be doing with my time right now. And it almost <laughs> feels like, you know, we're having this conversation, but just note that I'm busy. busy. Yeah. It's like, it's almost, it has a meta-ness to it. So it's, yes, I'm busy in my life, but I'm saying I'm busy. And then it's, it's almost like I'm kind of busy right now. Like, I'm, even though you're not, you're not really doing that. But it's like, sometimes it's like on the run. It's like, hey, how are you? Good, busy. It's like, mm-hmm. good, bye, good, good, bye. Like, I'm so important, I'm busy, you know? Yeah, that is just, I think it also speaks to where your mind is at as well. Like if you're going to have like a conversation with someone or if you're like on a date with someone and like, oh, you know, I'm busy. Like, oh, so you have work on your mind. You have these other projects and things that you have in your mind. Like how present are you right now? Yeah. So I'm just overly aware of like the implication that comes with it. And I think based off of how society is, I feel like if people are working, almost it's almost like a badge of honor to be busy and like be working long hours. Right. And I just, I guess I'm noting like the sort of communications I have with students when it comes to like being able to have like this holistic life and ensuring that you spend time with like your schoolwork, but also finding time for yourself. And then also reflecting in my own life, being like, yeah, you folks need to do that to stay well. But meanwhile, I'm gonna be busy <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> with my professional life, you know. <laughs> Right. So you get this work-life balance world kind of thing for the students, but, but, but Adrian is in, is another busy, a busyite. So, so, so th- again, the conversation goes to I'm busy and then do either they say they're busy or they just kind of like, 
what happens after that a lot of the time i'm wondering i think i was mentioned like i think it's either but we have this conversation about the, how busy we are and <laughs> sort of the mood just goes down from there just thinking and reflecting about how busy life is <laughs> or it's like a total detour where it's like oh i'm not that busy because i also have friends who like aren't employed right now and they're just sort of managing that so there's sort of this like dynamic or dance comes in where it's like, okay, so I'm, I'm doing this stuff and I'm busy. But meanwhile, like, so what are you up to? Oh, you know, I've been watching Netflix and like Gilmore Girls, you know? <laughs> it's like, and I just feel like the dynamic there, like I feel like either way, being able to present myself as being busy almost feels like this sort of, as I mentioned, it's like a badge. And I think it's like something that I need to like reconcile to be like, that's not the word or there's more to me than. Yeah busy well, well when you say i'm busy then it's automatically about the busy life which is about work for the most part and then yeah so that's that part of it so it just anyway so bottom line is that you maybe just do it reflexively like we all kind of have our things some people say good how are you doing whatever but you say busy but you're not alone we a lot of us do that and 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 i'm wondering how we let's unpack we'll unpack it a little bit how do you feel when you say busy what, what is that uh what does it do for you when you say I'm busy? Nothing good, no. In the po- well, hold no, 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 no. In the positive sense. Oh, uh, in the positive. You said sense. nothing good, but I can't believe you. There's a badge of honor here. I heard. Nah, that's true. I think. What's the bright side of busy? You know what? Oh man, we're gonna go into some self worth talk right now. Mm. In being able to say like I'm doing a whole bunch of things, sort of allows me to say like i have value this is yeah. the way that i have value this is the way how you could value me and acknowledging that i'm doing all of these things right so yeah i think that's that's one part of it almost making myself feel good for being busy thinking that folks would be like oh wow he's doing this that and the other so it's, it's i'm busy how are you doing good i'm valuable <laughs> yeah you nailed it you nailed it yeah. right so that's so wanting to be valued, being busy means I'm valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What, what else? What else is being this busy? Being busy mean in the positive sense? Mm. I know outside of the value piece, I guess on another end, when it comes to I mentioned like the relationship with time, it's almost like. There may be some aspects of life where I don't have like fully under my control, but I can at least present as, I think when people hear that I'm busy, it's like, oh, okay, he must have things together. He's juggling things properly for the most right. part. Right. Um, but I think that also allows me to sort of sweep under the rug, like what are the things that aren't working well? And to yeah. highlight, okay, what's, what am I doing on paper versus how things are actually going? Right. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm busy is I'm valuable. And then I'm busy is also, I'm competent. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm capable. I, I've got stuff together. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, and, and th- those are two core human needs to be valuable and to be competent. And so it's to say I'm busy rep- represents that in, in some way is sort of a, is a, is a, is a code word for that, if you will. So, and again, you actually don't have to answer this one, but I'm wondering, you mentioned that it sort of covers over the stuff that, uh, you know, that, that you're not perfect. 
um, it, it, what are the some some of the stuff that it's like it covers over that just that you know like if you had to think about a, some of them. Mm, okay, I'm, I'm sorry we got no one. <laughs> um, I think for me, I guess it's like there's once a lot of insecurities that come with. Oh man, how, how deep am I going? So I think there's like a lot of insecurities I have when it comes to one end when it comes to like work and balancing work in particular it comes to like communications it comes to like the email piece like there are some like overarching like pieces there that i feel like i would love to be able to do a lot better or at least be able to feel more confident in because i feel like it's something that comes second nature to a lot of people that i don't hear a lot of people talk about when it comes to how they are feeling challenged. I feel like not a lot of people talk about that. So the fact that I feel like I'm experiencing some sort of resistance or some sort of challenge, I don't feel like I'm as good as someone else. So I'm able to put that insecurity away to say that I'm juggling a whole bunch of projects, a whole bunch of things. And you're doing it brilliantly. Exactly. That's the yeah. assumption. Because <laughs> yeah. when you're busy, that you're that multitasker and, and you obviously have your own struggles with that. And, and it's interesting you say... I think everybody else is doing it properly, but how do we know? How do we know that? How do we know? I feel like there's, I, we, I crave a space where folks can come in and just talk about what their challenges are. I feel like, I almost feel like I want to be open about it, but don't know how to, or feel like it's like a, a sense of weakness. And maybe this is tapping into a bit of masculinity as well as mm. wanting to, just come across as having everything together yeah and even if that means being having to suffer in silence coming across that way is what's yeah. important it's keeping the, the the front and keeping that strong competent valuable persona mm -hmm. and, and 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 i'm busy sort of puts a really good bow on that whole sense of 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 like things being in control and, and on top of and, and effective and efficient and exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So th those are big factors to want to continue to just say I'm busy uh, in, in various forms or another um, or like, good, got so much going on the go and whatever it is. So that's the busy thing. That's what it represents. You know what? I think, when it comes to my ongoing relationship with myself, um, I think that one thing I'm working on to this day is a matter of, who is a matter of like self-love and how do I like sort of express that? And so there's, I don't know if I've actually pieced these together, but I think there's, there's something to say about wanting to feel constantly busy and like having even like having long work hours. I don't mind telling people, hey, you know, I work from like nine to like nine because I was working on something. Yeah. And, but that also reflecting like my relationship with myself where it's like, okay, like I'm doing all this work, but then how am I balancing that with all the other elements of who I am as well? And oh, no, you may have to help me piece these together, but I think there's something <laughs> for me when it comes to, how I'd rather come across in my relationship with my work as opposed to my relationship with myself and allowing myself 
the space to not be busy or not at least not have to have a front of being busy and being more seemingly holistic in certain yeah. ways. Would that be instead of being I'm busy being, I don't know, like I'm you know, feeling a bit overwhelmed with yeah. things that are going on right now. And I think yeah. there's something to say to that about being able to speak my truth as well. That Yeah. Yeah, the self-love piece. So I mean, again, it's I have no idea. Maybe you do, but the self the self-love piece. So you, you mentioned working with students and wanting to help expand their sense of identity to go beyond being a student and being in school and having other areas of their life that are important. And for you, you've identified that as being a value. And part of self-love for you is having a, hol- a holistic relationship with other parts of your life, be it friendships, relationships, um, you know, uh, gaming activities, family, friends, whatever. I don't know what it is, but all these other pieces um, are really important. And they're a part of that, you know, self-love and beyond student or beyond work identity. And maybe you're having a hard time with that part of your, defining that part of your life a little bit more, or is that, that you want to say I'm busy. So it's like, they don't have to think about how the rest of it is going. Is that even a, that, that could be totally off. I don't know. You raise an interesting point there. And I'm not sure. I think that on one part, maybe it's a matter of like trying to prove to myself what value I can offer by being like heavenly involved in all these different things because I hmm multiple thoughts so there's I think there's that piece there but also there's I mentioned this like relationship with time that I feel like has a relationship with like my self-worth too because I feel like if I were to able to find a balance to be able to I don't know have a good hold on like a professional but also personal life I could I don't know I would feel more confident in myself and I don't know what that is because also I feel like also feel like when it comes to being busy one thing I felt like I have to step away from is like relationships and dating I felt like I've dabbled a bit and was like, you know what? I feel like I can't fully commit to this because I feel like there's so many other things You're busy. I need to be doing. Because I'm busy. <laughs> that's what it is. And so there's almost a barrier that's created there with this relationship with time that's preventing me from doing other things that I think would be, whether it would be nourishing or fulfilling that the busy stamp allows me to either neglect or put aside or I don't know. Yeah. Sort of the busy card is just, mm-hmm. is sort of like a, a free pass or something like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But at the, say, at the end of the day, I still feel while you, I'm able to play that card, there's still a level of anxiety with having all these things, even with the idea of like presenting myself like as busy almost like my identity is associated with the busyness that it can't help but feel anxious. Yeah. And why do you want to not be the busy persona? What would that mean? Mm. I think being able to not be busy means that I have, I was going to sound maybe like hippy dippy, but I almost have time to just be, you know, like be able to have the space where I'm not, 
in like a work mode in any way, shape, or form, but I'm able to just live. <laughs> just exactly, exactly, because I think there's. I, I always tell myself this in my head. I feel like the one piece I need to figure out that's like my level up, my like next level is being able to find a healthy balance and not be busy, but be able to just feel full, be content, you know, without having to like actively seek things to keep me busy. Cause that's another thing. I love doing things and recruiting myself to do things. Yeah. Um, so I can maintain the busy persona. Yes. Um, but I think by, by being able to let that go, I think I'm able to just have more space to explore things, whether it be with myself, would be in relation to my friends. I think that maintaining like strong like friendships is something that I've currently been diving into, but before haven't really because I was, I've used to have school work and volunteering as a thing. Right. And yeah, I think it just allows me to be able to create more space for myself that I don't think I've allowed myself to experience. So just not saying I'm busy would, would, would just open up the possibilities of who, who, who you could be outside of the busy, the busy person. Exactly. Yeah, that's a big thing. There's so much worth that I've put into being able to accomplish these things, accomplish these accolades and all of that to provide worth as opposed to seeing the value that I currently have. And even when it comes to thinking about like a relation with dating, I think being able to let go of that busy piece yeah. is in some metaphor, being able to let go of the need of having to have work or accomplishments reflect who I am. You, to to always be needing to impress and place most emphasis on that part of of your identity exactly and so maybe by saying i'm i'm saying i'm busy less or not saying it in conversation ha, that might have a new opening of you know opening or entranceway into new types of conversations with people that don't re- that change the sort of repeating pattern of busy busyness conversation. Mm-hmm, definitely, and even when it comes to like the quality of age of like conversation and connection, like I think it's almost it's almost an easy out to say that I'm busy, and everyone like, oh, you know, I'm busy too. Work, right? Yeah. yeah. As opposed to being able to exercise, what are other things are going on in my life and share? I think one thing I this is maybe a bit of a detour. But one thing I, I find myself doing is I can say I'm busy, but also like, how are things going with you? What does busy mean? Like being able to have those deep thought provoking questions. But one thing I've got a lot from people is like, I don't know much about you. Like outside of the fact that you do all of these things and you're, you're busy, um, <laughs> and there's not really a lot of space for you to dive in. Like who you are, what are your passions, what are the things that you, you care about and all that. So it's almost a challenge to be able to let go of that busy identity to occupy the other identities and passions that I have and be able to openly share that and be vulnerable in that that sense. So the benefit would be that maybe it would be uh, uh, something that would would make you a little bit afraid is that you'd be more vulnerable because it wouldn't be this busy conversation, but you'd also have more quality conversations and connections with people and maybe even invite other people to not reflect on. And what's interesting on a meta sense is that the next time you have a conversation with someone and they say busy, 
you'll be like, oh, I just had this whole podcast conversation with somebody about the fact that we're busy. So like, what is, you know, and then it's a conversation that comes up um, and maybe, maybe you can help other people get out of the busy, the busy conversation. I actually really love that idea a lot. Yeah. So, so sounds like you would be more open, um, have kind of deeper connections, uh, expand your sense of identity beyond just the busyness, um, which is a form of self-exploration, self-awareness. Exactly. Anything else um, in, the, in the positive camp, in the pro-anti-busy camp? Hmm. I think within, within the conversation, it's been a lot of like me saying I'm busy to other people and what that relationship is like. But also, I think there's something to say about me using the excuse of I'm busy when it comes to my interactions, like with what's going on with me, like whether it be an excuse to not, I don't know, not to work out or an excuse as to not take care of myself or excuse to things I know I should be doing. And I think there's certain senses of like adulting and responsibilities that I should do. But then like, oh, you know what? I'm busy. Maybe yes. I could do this at another time or pushing things off. And there's a whole conversation that could be happening when it comes to procrastination <laughs> um, and pushing things off because I'm busy, yeah. you know? And there's like a negative loop that comes in on that end too. So and I'm being, busy being busy. So I don't. <laughs> exactly. It's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy being able to continue to be busy in that cycle without learning to break it. So I think there's a huge conversation when it comes to my my myself what perception is to like what i'm doing and the meaning behind why i'm doing it as well uh that's also a huge right part of it so you so you so you mentioned of course that it's the conversations with others but it's also it's a conversation stopper with yourself mm -hmm. it's uh you know whether it's going for a workout and then saying i'm too busy to as yourself talk so it's just it's limiting in your interpersonal and it's limiting in your personal uh, mm -hmm. dialogue. So it sounds like there's a lot of impetus to change. And of course, you don't want to lose the sense of value. So you could still talk about the ways that you are busy without saying busy, you know, I doing good. I'm, you know, having a, you know, doing my work, you know, enjoying my workouts. I don't know, but whatever it is, you can still, you don't have to lose that sense of competence and value. Um, mm -hmm. So there's, th there's that piece. So what do you think you want to do to represent a step in the direction of being, being the less busy persona? What, what are, what is, what's something that you want to do differently now? Mm, I think one thing that based off of what we've talked about is just being aware of that, that words have a lot of power and it's something I've heard about, something I believe in and being able to be very conscious and intentional about like, the conversations I have with people and not using I'm busy as a framework as to what I'm going through. Because there's a whole bunch of things I could touch on other than just saying I'm busy. So being able to reevaluate that on one end, or then also being aware of how I am almost like maybe like intentionally making myself busy and being able to sort of create boundaries to be like, you know, I am freeing up time for myself to just be and enjoy 
a good book or enjoy something that is more self-nourishing than um, productive or producing for the sake of, you guess, like someone else, you right. know, or to prove something by just right. doing something for myself. Right. So it sounds like, you know, there's the personal level, how you could do things that are less productive and busy oriented. Um, and maybe there's one thing you want to choose from that, but the, this whole, and again, of course, if, you know, they're not that powerful. If you say I'm busy and then, you know, then you, you know, be like, Oh, actually I just had a conversation about it. You could, you could reframe and, mm-hmm. but, but I wonder if you had to choose one and, and again, it would be great if you chose multiple things, but just for the purposes of the, the, the conversation, we always try to narrow it down to one action oriented step. And it sounds like maybe it's for you to either notice that you have the desire to say I'm busy or just, you know, choose other words to engage in conversations instead of saying I'm busy. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. As someone who communicates with folks on an ongoing basis and that always has like that check in peace, being able to be aware and mindful and avoiding, I'm going to say avoiding the word. Sometimes you'll say it and who cares? Cause you, sometimes you're busy. You know, but you're not always busy and that's not the only way. Exactly. Exactly. Be more intentional about your busyness in language and, and in action. Um, Mm -hmm. But particularly in conversations with others. Um, So yeah, I wonder, I wonder if you're going to do that. I I feel like for me, that's, I I, I became aware of that a little while ago and I've, I've stopped saying that for the Mm -hmm. most part, I'm busy. But I noticed that when other people then talk about, either I'll then compensate and talk about how much I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and that sort of, or people will start to talk about how busy they are and then all feel like less than. So I, I want to rethink this as well for myself of how, how I'm relating to, to busyness. But this is a very common conversation people are having. Um, I hope that, again, the goal of this podcast for, for you to share something and for other people uh, who might be experiencing a similar level of conversations with others and say, Hey, maybe your change talk right now, Adrian can in some small way, inspire somebody else's who's having conversations of busyness and, and to rethink that for the better. So thank you so much for sharing everything that you're up to. Uh, I really encourage people to get involved in community in some way, shape or form. Um, Adrian has been doing that and that has been something you've been involved in for a long time. And, uh, and I hope you stay busy, but you also stay B, stay B E. Ooh, I like it. (laughs) I like it. I don't know. I don't know. That was cheesy. (laughs) But anyway, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on and creating the space. Don't forget to follow us on social media to keep updated on all our content. We are at Change Talk Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at Change Talk Pod on Twitter. Editing for this podcast is done by the lovely Atara Shields Tile. Music and theme song by Hope and Social in their album Yorkshire Electric EP with the song People Change.